five-year-old boy is missing in Idaho and has been since Tuesday, July 27th, 2021. He went missing in a small town called Fruitland, Idaho, which has about a population of 5,400 people. Fruitland is about an hour's drive northwest of Boise. His name is Michael Vaughn. He's also known as MJ or his nickname Monkey. Michael is three foot seven and weighs 50 pounds. He has blonde hair and blue eyes. Michael will be six years old on June 24th, 2022. Authorities now believe that he may have been abducted. He was last seen wearing a blue Minecraft shirt, dark boxer briefs with lime stitching, and blue size 11 flip-flops. He was last seen between 6.30 p.m. and 7.15 p.m. at Southwest 9th Street and South Arizona Avenue in Fruitland. There's numerous fields. These fields were searched. Extensive searches in the area. You scroll in, and that's where he was last seen, somewhere around there. That's his neighborhood. Please, please share this video out where you can and get the word out there. Maybe by some Christmas miracle, Michael can be back with his family for Christmas. We saw little Cleo Smith return to her family in Australia, and we've seen other cases recently as well. Maybe this can be his story too. Michael's mom, Brandy Neal, describes Michael as an energetic young boy who enjoys camping, monster trucks, cars, playing in the dirt, and especially loves his little sister, Aria. And Michael is one of four children. He has two sisters and a brother, and Aria is his baby sister who just turned two. Now, the day Michael disappeared, Brandy said that he didn't want her to go to work, and she said it's something that really sticks with her. Now, let's get into the timeline. So Michael went missing on Tuesday, July 27th. Michael had been in his family's living room playing a game on his Nintendo. At around 6.40 p.m., Michael's dad, Tyler Vaughn, went to check on Aria in her bedroom and order some pizza. It took about 15 to 20 minutes in total. When he came back, Michael was gone. Now it was said that Tyler was frantic and called Brandy at work to tell her he couldn't find him. Brandy sped home and said when she arrived home, she was met with police cars and the neighbors standing outside of their house. It's said that police are especially looking to determine Michael's whereabouts between 6.30 p.m. and 17 p.m. on July 27th. Now neighbors witnessed Michael knocking on doors in the moments before he disappeared. And according to Michael's mom, she said that Michael's a friendly child but can't explain why he was knocking on the doors. The community came out that night looking for Michael. They lined the streets and police were in farm fields next to the residents, relentlessly, it was said, combing the area. Brandy assumes that Michael had gone out the side garage door, which leads to the front yard, and wandered from there. She said for him to be seen by neighbors outside of their home, he went out of the garage to the front. In a press conference held on November 18th, the Fruitland Police Chief J.D. Huff said there's an increased probability that Michael was abducted, largely because they haven't made any headway in the ground searches and haven't located Michael. Agencies combed through thousands of acres and searched using helicopters, drones, boats, dogs, divers, and on foot. And of course, they were following every lead. Now, a retired FBI agent named Jennifer Koffendoffer, who consulted the media during the Gabby Petito case, told the Idaho press in a phone interview that she believes Michael is of the very small percentage of kids who are subject to stranger abductions, which according to her is about 4%. She said, I believe over 60 or 62% of stranger abductions occur right by the 
residents. Now, I took a peek at the sex offenders in the area, and here's what I found. All right, here is the sex offender map. There are 20 registered sex offenders living in Fruitland as of December 20th, 2021. I'm not sure what that looked like in July. However, in this area, you'll see over here where you see the river, straight to the right is the area of where um, little Michael went missing. So even in this area here, you can see there's three, but even when I zoom out, you can see just how many are in that area where he lives. So that's quite concerning. And then there's it, and there's six addresses could not be displayed on the map. So, uh, I mean, there's something there too, right? Obviously the authorities are looking into that and, or have already, I should say, and depending on what they found, but that just, that gives you an idea. I mean, 5,400 people and there's, you know, 20. So the ratio of all residents, it says, is 256 to 1. Scroll down here in, and you'll see the little chart there and where it ranks. Now, authorities also announced that they need help in identifying two vehicles and two individuals that were seen that evening of Michael's disappearance. The first car is a 2016 to 2020 white Honda Pilot that was seen leaving the area on Southwest 8th Street around 6.47 p.m. And there was a second car, a blue Dodge Avenger, that was seen leaving the area on Southwest 8th, but immediately turning right and headed south on South Whitley Drive. Note, there was an update in October, and it was said that the Dodge Avenger was identified thanks to the public. The authorities said, we want to thank our citizens for your help in identifying the owner and driver of the blue Dodge Avenger, and let you know that our offices were also able to identify the man seen jogging in the area where Michael went missing. The male was an adult with dark hair and facial hair, wearing dark colored shorts, no shirt, and was jogging on the sidewalk of Southwest 8th Street near Crestview Park at around 6.15 p.m. There's a second male adult with dark hair wearing a white t-shirt and black shorts walking off of Southwest 8th Street down the park area past the splash pad towards the lower drainage behind the neighborhoods. He is yet to be identified as well as that Honda Pilot as I mentioned. Authorities said it's very important to understand that these people are not suspects or persons of interest, but it is important to talk to each of them to help us complete the picture of the events that took place that evening. Fruitland PD said we are encouraged by the fact that one of these individuals described above could help us bring Michael home safely. Recently, a witness brought forth some more vehicle information that could prove to be very helpful with the timeline. Now, every little bit helps. Even if you don't think it's a piece to the puzzle, it may be the only piece to the puzzle and gets the case solved and therefore get Michael home. Michael's family said, we just want our monkey home. We miss our baby and we want him home. Our family is broken right now. Monkey's sisters are missing their partner in crime and his brother won't play Minecraft until Michael comes home. Monkey, your mommy and daddy miss you more than anything in this whole world. We need you to be home to be whole. Now, Michael's mom, Brandy, was recently seen in November in a press conference pleading for help and talking about Michael, and here's what she said. 115 days. 115 days. He has not been home, and we need every one of you. I need you. I need your help. 
to bring my baby home. We miss his laughs, his smiles. We miss his hugs. Michael has a laugh that is beyond contagious. You can't help but smile and laugh when you hear his laugh. I need you to know how much Michael is loved. I need you to know how much he is missed. I want to thank all of the community and the extended communities and everyone who continues to keep Michael in your thoughts, in your prayers, and in your eyes. So please, please, please help me. Please help me bring my baby home. She wants you to keep sharing his photo, keep sharing his name, and keep praying and keep hoping. She did also say that she doesn't feel that he is getting the attention that he deserves. She says, I don't want his case to go cold. I want him home. I want every single person in this world to see his beautiful face and know exactly where he belongs. Now, there wasn't an Amber Alert for Michael. He unfortunately did not meet the criteria in Idaho. Here's what's needed for an Amber Alert. Number one, a child is known by law enforcement officials to have been abducted. Two, the abduction occurred within 12 hours of initial activation of Amber Alert. Three, the child is under 17 years of age. Four, law enforcement must believe the child is in imminent danger of seriously bodily harm or death. Five, there must be enough descriptive information to believe that the Amber Alert will assist in the recovery of the child. And six, the missing child must be entered into NCIC. Now, Chief J.D. Huff from the Fruitland PD said, the highest probability at the time of notification was that he wandered off. As a result, we did not meet several of the criteria necessary for the Amber Alert. I'm so sorry to report that we still do not meet the criteria. He talked about the area and said, I have to tell you that I spent my entire childhood in the neighborhood where Michael went missing. My children are growing up here. My law enforcement partners are mothers, fathers, uncles, or friends of children just like Michael. We are all in and we are committed to finding Michael. Now, with that Amber Alert aside, law enforcement were able to access the missing and endangered child alerts and Fruitland's local alerting system called Code Red, which was used to notify citizens from Payette, Fruitland and New Plymouth, according to Chief Huff. Tanya Parmenter, the Amber Alert Coordinator for Idaho State Police said, if something comes outside the criteria that we're not able to issue an Amber Alert, we do an endangered missing person alert. Payette County has done a really great job as they have tools in their toolbox as well-defined children. Now Payette County issued that code red to residents in Fruitland at around 8.18 p.m. on Tuesday. It was later expanded across the whole county at 9.40 p.m. They said, when we have an endangerment factor due to age, circumstance, imminent danger of bodily harm or death, we want to make sure that we're notifying the community and the public that they need to help us find that child or missing person. Now, Michael's parents, Brandy and Tyler, would like to get the Amber Alert activation criteria changed. In other states, such as Oregon, law enforcement only have to reasonably believe that the child has been abducted, unlike Idaho, where it has to be known for it in order to be activated. Brandy said, I believe law enforcement should be able to use that to their discretion, especially if they've done a criminal investigation and especially in the first 12 hours. Now, the FBI's Child Abduction Rapid Development Team 
was deployed to help in the search and the CARD team, as it's called, is made up of investigators who specialize in child abductions and mysterious disappearances of children. Sandra Barker with the FBI said that the CARD team provides investigative, technical and resource assistance to state and local law enforcement during the critical time period following that abduction or mysterious disappearance. Now, the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children has been following Michael's case and had a team provide help in the search. And the director of communications for the center, her name is Angeline Hartman, she said, it's surprising to me this case hasn't gotten more national attention. We always want to remind people that it's important to stay vigilant in these types of cases because more time goes on, the less and less attention a case like this gets. At this point, what police are relying on is help from the public. If this child was indeed abducted, who knows where that child is now? The child may be nowhere near Fruitland. It's important that everyone is looking for Michael, no matter where they live. Now, a big part of what the center does is making sure missing children's stories are not forgotten. And they go on national television programs, they share images and details on social media, and they would like more people to share Michael's story to reach new people. So please hit that button just below, quick share wherever you can on your different platforms. That could mean the difference between Michael coming home sooner than later or not at all. In 2020, the center was able to resolve more than 27,349 missing person cases and more than 1,100 of those were abductions. Brandy talked about Michael's siblings and said her oldest daughter didn't want a birthday this year. The Fruitland police texted her a happy birthday. The police brought gifts when Brandy's other daughter turned two and raked leaves so she can come jump in them. Brandy said that the Fruitland police have truly become family. She also said she rarely leaves her house anymore and she said, I know now what PTSD truly is. Now, as of Thursday, November 18th, so this is just over a month ago, there were 557 tips that have been received from literally around the globe and each of them was assigned to investigators for a follow-up. Chief Huff said there's several tips ha that have borne fruit, but they just don't go anywhere. He said, Michael, by all accounts, was an active, inquisitive child. Why would we continue to search areas that we have searched multiple times before? Well, because we haven't found Michael yet and conditions change. So further, you can imagine going home every night as a law enforcement officer wondering, did we miss something during that search? He said the search for Michael will not stop until he's found and the search remains very active. We want everyone to know that Michael is our priority and will continue to post updates as new information is available. Our community also continues to send in tips, share Michael's photo and to support each other as we all feel his absence. We deeply share your concern and honesty. We share your frustration that all of us working together have not yet found Michael. Now, there is a reward for over $50,000 for Michael's safe return, and Michael's family have also contributed to it. The reward is available through to March 2022. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Michael Vaughn, please contact Fruitland Police Department dispatch at 208-642-6006 extension 0 or 911 immediately. Email tips to findmichael at fruitland.org. I'll have this in the description box below. Uh, you can also submit to 343cops.com. Please share this out again. It's so sad he's been missing for so many months and this hasn't been in the spotlight like we've seen with Summer Wells, Cleo Smith, who have who has come home, and other little children. 
I wish there was enough time to put every single person on a video. However, we have to just start with one at a time. Please, let's see if a Christmas miracle can occur here. What happened to Michael Vaughn? Where is he? Somebody knows something. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share this out. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon. There's not a muffler guy.